evening. Our top story please, tonight, free agency is here across the NFL. And we're here to talk about, we got Jimmy G, the Raider. We've got Sam Darnold, the 49er. Austin Eckler wants out from the Los Angeles Chargers. We've got teams beefing up in the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. And we've got no wide receiver signing so far. We got all that and more with the man himself, Matty Q, on a player profiler today. He is the one, the only Matty Kiwoom coming on in hot off of his recent debut of Mock Draft Draft Live the other night. Great show. Super excited to be on today. I think there's something going on in the NFL. Yeah, it's something like a little, little bit. bit something, something. There's, there's some news going around, eh? Oh, yeah, there's a little bit going on today. A little bit of chaos, I'd say. There's a story or two going on, and most of it I, I know is free agency, but we got the one report outside of free agency that I want to get to first. Austin Eckler asked for a trade. He wants to explore his options in free agency. You know what? This is a little bit when fantasy in the NFL, when the worlds collide. You have a 27-year-old running back who has a lot of miles on him now. He was an undrafted guy coming out of college. And they're saying, we're not going to pony up the bucks. And he's saying, well, then you're going to let me explore a trade. And he hasn't got permission just yet. Mm -hmm. Currently making $6.75 million a year. So he's absolutely underpaid. But at the same time, in this market, is a deal going to get done for Austin Eckler, given the price tag at running back and all the free agents that we have? It, It is a bevy of riches at running back available right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, between the draft and free agency, there's cheap options, expensive options. And if you're Austin Eckler, I would be a little bit careful right now to be so gung-ho to find, to test the market because if there is a team willing to spend up, why not spend for Saquon? Well, He's a bit younger. They do have to give up two first-round picks for Saquon. That's a, that is definitely a fair point. That's but, the, that's the so now you're weighing the, the picks versus the age. But you, you still got you got David Montgomery, you got Miles Sanders. It is a deep running back class. Someone mentioned B. John Robinson would look good with the Los Angeles Chargers. It, I don't know because Dalvin Cook. If Dalvin Cook has a trade market, though, Austin Eckler sure will. Right. I, I don't know what to make of it. I don't think the Chargers will acquiesce, but maybe they do. But we do have a new quarterback for Josh Jacobs, who also got franchise tag teams could give up two first round picks for him as well. Not going to happen. But Jimmy Gorgeous, the man himself, Jimmy Garoppolo, going, reuniting with Josh McDaniels. Good move on his part. Good move, McDaniels' part. I was shocked that Stidham hightailed there out of, out of Vegas for that two-year deal with Denver. But, you know, chance to work with Sean Payton and be back up there, I guess, made sense for him. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, they have to make a move here in free agency. Or are they going to line something up in the draft? I don't think Jimmy G uh, – ex- pushes them away if they have someone in this draft that they want to target this absolutely doesn't do anything to stop that but it is a good player to have and he's familiar with mcdaniels the patriot system uh and for fantasy purposes he should keep all of the pass catching weapons and josh jacobs at least at the same value as they were in 22 so I, as a fantasy guy i'm happy it's kind of weird it's a spider-man meme isn't it it's just oh yeah jimmy garoppolo Derek carr looking back <laughs> at each other Except one's way more handsome than the other. Sorry, this, Derek. This, this is true. Jimmy, Jimmy is a much, much, much <laughs> more handsome Spider-Man. But yes, it's going to be, it'll be fine. 
But Jimmy G is not the long-term answer. And the fact that they mm-hmm. gave him $34 million guaranteed, that's only a year and a half worth of salary. Right. That tells me that they're going to be trading up to number three overall. Cody called them trading up to one to draft CJ Stroud. In fact, it is Panthers trading up to one for CJ Stroud, but Texans going to get Bryce Young at two. We all know that. So at three, the Raiders could get Anthony Richardson, let him develop behind Jimmy Garoppolo. Whew. That, that is- seems like a good recipe. And if you remember, when McDaniels was in New England, he went pretty far down the draft path with Lamar Jackson. So a player with that type of dual threat skill set could ring true here for the, the Raiders if they do go after an A-Rich. So I think they're kind of checking all the boxes in terms of winning and competing, but also developing for the future. Well, remember what Josh McDaniels did with a washed Cam Newton and Anthony Richardson. Right. Who, who does he look up to? What? What's his nickname? Oh, I think it was Cam Jackson because he <laughs> yeah. loves Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, he did a little bit. He, he, he likes both of their games. Obviously, there's a bunch of connections, not only from what he does from a skills point of view, but, you know, playing at Florida, donning that Gators uniform that Cam Newton did way back when before his big days at Auburn. You know, if, if Dave McDaniels is swinging for the fences here, this seems like a nice way to tee it up, getting a guy like Jimmy G. I, I Unless something crazy happens where the Panthers draft Anthony Richardson or the Texans draft Anthony Richardson, I think that the Raiders are all in. Mm-hmm. And the Colts will be there at four, drafting Will Levis, the guy they liked most all along. But we also got more quarterback news. It's not just Jimmy Garoppolo. We have a new potential starter, 49ers, and Sam Darnold. What? I mean, Trey Lance was is already deemed to be healthy for OTAs. Brock Purdy, when a, a successful surgery, is supposedly going to be ready to be able to play football early in the season in 2023. But they said, you know what? We need some more insurance. We saw what happened last year where they dropped like flies. Let's get a guy like Sam Darnold. And you know what? If there is an offensive scheme and an offensive coach to get a guy like Donald to look better than he has in his entire career. It's absolutely Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. People are overreacting to this. I saw people saying, well, this means they're trading Trey Lance and, and Darnold's the backup. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not, that, no. That's, that's absurd. Why, why no. would that happen? Brock Purdy cannot take a snap. He will not be cleared until the first Sunday of NFL right. football. You think right. they're just going to throw him out to the field? No, no, they're going to take their time. Kyle Shanahan, he can be a little bit irresponsible with the injuries, but he's not an idiot. Right. That would be super irresponsible. And week one, the first Sunday, that equal that's like the sixth month spot. That's not the seventh month or the eighth month. No, that is the minute that he should be cleared. I don't think he's going to be good to go right away. And the thought to, if you're a fantasy player, why would you ever trade an asset like Trey Lance low? The 49ers, they're not a fantasy team. They're a real team, but they're going to go by the same type of principles. Why would you sell a guy who hasn't played any meaningful football since, what, 2019, 2020 at that one game? I mean, it doesn't make much sense to go ahead and trade him now, especially when you're looking at Purdy, Sam Darnold. Those aren't two names that signifies, let's sell the former third overall pick. Exactly. Thank you so much. People are getting way out of line with this Trey Lance nonsense. Sam Darnold is the backup to Trey Lance until Brock Purdy earns his way back to be that QB2 mm-hmm. and he's healthy, at which point Sam Darnold will be the QB3 because we've already heard the 49ers. They want three QBs on the roster now. Yeah. They are scared of losing Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson again. <laughs> they have tremendous PTSD, which is understandable. Going with Josh Johnson and Christian McCaffrey in a playoff game? 
yeah, that's why they're making sure that their QB room is a tad bit deeper. And so just to round out some of these QB moves, you talked about Jarrett Stidham to the Broncos, backing up Russell Wilson, $10 million over two years. The Bills signed Case Keenum. He's going to help groom whoever that QB one is. We believe it's Bryce mm-hmm. Young, but that's a, I love that signing. Probably means Davis Mills is going to get traded and Case Keenum's just going to help develop this guy. And then we've got Mike White to the Miami Dolphins. Fantastic signing. Absolutely dynamite signing. They decided, you know what? We can't have Skylar Thompson. We can't have, because let's face it, Teddy Bridgewater is a great backup, but he's almost as as unreliable as Tua is. So you get a guy like Mike White. You pay him pretty handsomely, $8 million a year. All of a sudden, now you're sitting there. If there is another injury to Tua, he's, he is forced to miss a, a chunk of games due to concussion. Mike White can absolutely sling it. You've seen kind of that gunslinger mentality in New York. Imagine if he had the weapons that they have in Miami. They would be pretty good. So I think that was a great move for Mike McDaniel and company. Yeah, showed he could throw for 400 yards with the New York Jets last year. Mm -hmm. This year, won some games for the New York Jets. Looked pretty good while doing it. Now, he did have that rib issue, but that's not something that's repeatable. You know, it's not like we're going to see, oh, he injured his ribs. He's got weak ribs now. No, that's not something (laughs) that exists. Love the Mike White signing. Don't think it means anything for Tua long term. Mm -hmm. It just means, hey, we cannot afford to lose multiple games because two is not playing. We need to be able to have a quarterback to at least keep us in these, at least get the ball to Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle. Exactly. And Just a good, up, responsible signing. And they load up on defense, continue to. They signed David Long inside linebacker, two years, $11 million. They've already got three deep at pass rush. They've got Jalen yep. Ramsey, Zayvon Howard. This is, this, this is a good team, man. Yes. I mean, they're... As a Patriots fan, uh, I'm going to have to take that hat off and put it aside because if I leave it on, I'm going to cry. I'm going to cry (laughs) because the Bills are the Bills. They're probably still the class of the division. Now the Dolphins continue to get better, and they're just – they're realizing where their weaknesses were, and they're filling them, and that's absolutely petrifying if you're not a Dolphins fan. And now the rumors are still swirling that Aaron Rodgers could end up with the Jets. Oh, baby, it's cold down here in the basement. I don't really like it, but I guess I can't be too mad. It's been a good run up until the last three years. Yeah, you, you, you can't complain too much yeah, when can't. you're a Patriots fan. I Just can't. trying to round out this quarterback conversation. How do we feel about Jimmy G's dynasty value in Vegas? Don't think you'll find a higher value for Jimmy G in dynasty than what he is right now. Significant dip likely after the draft. Completely agree. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Garoppolo, as I said, he is a starting quarterback for a year maybe a year and a half, two years, Mm -hmm. but then he's it. That's done. And at that point, do you think he'll get another job? I I don't know. It depends on how he does here with Vegas. If he proves to be healthy because everyone knows his skill set, it's really about the health and being reliable when they need him. And if he shows that he'll probably stick around for a few more years, but in terms of the value, you either going to use like keep him now or you're going to sell because you're right. If they draft a rich, they draft Levis. They do something like that. A project type quarterback, his value will absolutely dip. And I want to talk about the bears for a second because Ryan Poles is wheeling and dealing. Now he missed out on Mike McGlinchey, but that was okay. Cause he kind of got overpaid at right tackle. He kind of did. Yeah. They signed Nate Davis instead, the right guard, the Tennessee Titan. Great deal. 30, 30 or 30 million, three years, $10 million a year for a starting guard. Laughing at the cat. Yes. Yeah, that was so cute. Here. That was so adorable. I can't uh, lie. A little stretching. That was very adorable. <laughs> she, she loves to make her appearances on the show from time to time, but 
the thing that also stands out to me is, yeah, they spent $24 million a year on linebacker. Oh, that's expensive in today's NFL. But would you rather pay $24 million a year for two starting standout linebackers? Or would you rather pay $20 million for just Roquan Smith? And oh, by the way, you also get a second round pick in exchange for Roquan Smith. It's a no-brainer. You know, you, in this type of situation, again, I keep bringing it back to fantasy because that's where my mind always rests. You, if you're not contending, you want to d- get bigger assets. You want to multiply your assets. You want to liquefy uh, and get fluid there. And this is what they're doing, again, is showing that they mean business in this rebuild, and they're going to they're gonna fortify a good roster. They got good players. They signed, like you said, $24 million for the two backers that will make an impact on that defense. And remember, they have the cap space. And what they plug up with their cap space, what they spend money on, only allows them to be more creative and really attack the draft because they have now a number of more of picks after that of trading down. And you know what? At nine, if they feel like they can trade down again to recoup more assets, they're just in the absolute pilot seat that you want to be in when you're rebuilding. And the Nate Davis signing, too, adds flexibility to this offensive line because mm-hmm. he can play right guard for them and kick Tevin Jenkins out to right tackle if they, right. they deem that the fit or that he could be a swing tackle, or he could play left guard, kick Cody Whitehair into center, and now you've got Lucas Patrick on the bench because he wasn't particularly effective. Lots of different things you can do if you're the Chicago Bears. I just love to see that they're building around Justin Fields, especially with that DJ Moore trade. Oh, my God. You know I'm a DJ Moore stan. So seeing him go over to the Chicago Bears to be a QB1 on a team that's ascending, love, love, love that. And a lot of teams around the NFL, they're following the Bears. They're following the Kansas City Chiefs. They're spending money on offensive line Mm -hmm. to protect their quarterback. Speaking of the Kansas City Chiefs, they signed Jawan Taylor, right tackle of the Jacksonville Jaguars, four years, 80 million, 60 of that guaranteed. And they say, no, 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 we know you're a right tackle here, but you were a left tackle back in college. Mm -hmm. We're going to move you back to left tackle. And bye-bye, Orlando Brown. Sorry, you're going to get overpaid somewhere else. Yeah, we lost our right tackle, Andrew Wiley, to the Commanders, but I think this is a net win for the Kansas City Chiefs and for the Commanders, if I'm, we're being honest. Yeah, Commanders get their guy. They get a nice little right tackle. And Juwan Taylor going to the Chiefs, again, you want a deep offensive line. You don't want to just be uh, starter heavy. You want to make sure that you have backups. You want to be flexible, like you talked about. You could now play right guard, left or right tackle, right, left tackle. The flexibility there is tremendous. It also, again, when they spend a little bit money here on Taylor, it allows them now with their first round pick to potentially move up. There's some good, good tackles here that will be available in round one so they can continue to fortify that line. And let's face it, if you're going to block for someone, blocking for Pat Mahomes is probably the top-notch spot. Yeah, it's telling me that Kansas City has really figured this out, that, hey, it doesn't matter who we have that's being thrown to. Just get someone out there. to. Th- mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. They can be NFL average starters, and it doesn't matter. Just give Patrick Mahomes time, and yep. we're set. So we're just going to spend all the money on the offensive line. One superstar in Travis Kelsey. Maybe we'll get another someday, but... Kansas City building this the right way. Same with the Commanders, completely redoing their offensive line. They got Andrew Wiley at right tackle. Mm-hmm. Center slash guard Nick Gates coming back. They're investing heavy. The Broncos investing heavy as well. Right tackle Mike McGlinchey. $87.5 million over five years for an oft-injured player. Mm. Left guard Ben Powers, $52 million over four years. This was the first year he really stood out as a starter for the Ravens. Mm-hmm. I mean, the... Sean Payton came into town and he said, listen, 
Give me the checklist of why we think Russell Wilson failed in 2022, and I am going to go ahead and plug all those holes. I am going to fix those weaknesses. So he's going to put a good offensive line around him. He's probably going to trade one of these wide receivers, but maybe take one in the draft to really build everything around Russell Wilson and really give him the op- like the most chance to bounce back and truly succeed in probably the most competitive division in all of football. And I might not love the players and the money, but at least I can agree with the strategy of, hey, we are building mm-hmm. around Russell Wilson. We are protecting him. We're going to give him time to let loose and make mm-hmm. some double moves and maybe get KJ Hamler or Jerry Judy open if they're still there. And also added Chris Manhurts, the tight end. He's basically another offensive tackle from yep. the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're building a strong Bills building strong sign. Cowboys left guard, Connor McGovern. He's going to step in for Roger Saffold. Younger, cheaper, a little bit healthier. Mm-hmm. Still a downgrade, unfortunately. And then yeah. Andre Dillard to the Tennessee Titans paid him $29 million, replaced Taylor Luan. He hasn't played a whole lot of football, but former first round pick anyways. Mm-hmm. No, good. I mean, everyone's attacking this position and it seems like this was everyone's number one priority coming out here in, in the first tampering day is let's lock up people in the trenches. You mentioned at the top of the show, we've seen a lot of offensive linemen, defensive linemen, linebackers, stuff of that nature going here early. And, you know, Dillard to the Titans, they're probably, I don't know. I don't know if they're gearing up for another competitive season. I don't know if they're retooling. But, you know, you want to make sure you have a good offensive lineman because if you are to bring in a young guy or maybe a a, a career backup that you're going to give the starting role to, you got to make sure he's upright. So they lose a guy in Taylor Lewin, and they bring in Andre Dillard here to, to make the swap and hope that he can stay healthy from now on. Or even to build for a future quarterback. You, mm-hmm. As we've seen with the Detroit Lions, as we are seeing with the Carolina Panthers, you build that offensive line to protect whatever quarterback it is. Now, if the Panthers, C.J. Stroud, he might not have the weapons, but at least he's going to be kept clean. That mm-hmm. jersey's not going to be too dirty. Exactly. And at the end of the day, nothing kills a development like seeing ghosts, making the wrong reads, having to throw the ball faster than they want to, especially, you know, given this college game that's so wide open, you don't like to make it fast paced too quick for them early on. So like it, whether it be this year or next year, the Titans are getting ready for, uh, like you said, but the Lions are doing, let's make sure that this rookie guy or this new quarterback we bring in stays, stays clean. And looking at the offense, we talk about keeping these guys clean. That is the prerogative for all these teams across the NFL. Wide receiver, not so much of a pressing issue. We have zero wide receivers signed to this point other than Sterling Shepard, which happened yesterday on a bargain bin contract, veteran mm-hmm. minimum for Sterling Shepard. But that's it. No wide receivers have been signed. The only skill position move of note so far is Joe New Smith from your favorite team to the Falcons. What are your thoughts on the trade and the lack of wide receiver movement? So John being dealt, I'm happy as a Patriots fan because I already thought they cut him. Uh, I thought I read a report. <laughs> I thought he was already gone. So the fact that they could get a conditional seventh is better than nothing. Uh, basically, I would imagine the you know the Patriots just called up the Falcons and said, "Hey Arthur, you know you had this guy in Tennessee. You were able to be pretty creative with him." And apparently, uh, you know Arthur Smith said, "Well, good thing I don't have a, a you know unicorn tight end on this roster. I could use a guy like John Smith. Well, I'll go ahead and take him off your hands." So I'm not a huge fan of that, but I do think of this wide receiver. I think the market is speaking to us. I think we all got a little bit too over our skis saying that the top guys would would come off the board quick. Everyone, including myself, had Myers to the Panthers already. But when your number one wide receiver free agent has a career high of 867 receiving yards, 
that market is going to be slow played because no one wants to make sure. No one wants to. No one wants to do the Christian Kirk contract and get it wrong. And I think that's what we're seeing here because John uh, Juju Smith Schuster, Jacoby Myers, Alan Lazard, DJ Shark, these guys, they are not break the bank, go get them in day one type of stuff. So we'll see how it develops. Teams are making sure that they get you know their trench guys, their their big man there in the in the middle of the field, and then we'll see where they go with the wide receiver position. But I am a little shocked. I thought they would be at least. I thought Myers for sure would be off the books today. Christian Kirk came off right away last year. I thought Myers would, even though he doesn't have the big production. Yeah, I thought at least Jacoby Myers and probably Paris Campbell too, maybe McCole Hardman too, because those mm-hmm. guys have that elite speed. And they're young. Yeah. Campbell and Mikko Hardman are young. The people around the, the league, I would imagine, still think they have something to offer because of that speed. Jason, keep on keeping on, fellas. Jason, happy to have you on the show. Although, uh, Jason and I had a little disagreement earlier about about Kyle Pitts and his fantasy value. I think this Jonu move hurts Kyle Pitts because he's going to be playing fewer snaps. We already saw him getting out-snapped by Parker Hesse, who no one has heard of multiple times last year. Kyle Pitts is going to see less snaps with Jonu Smith. I didn't think I would utter these horrific words here in 2023, but I'm going to. John Newsmith absolutely is going to put a little bit of a wrinkle in what we expect from Kyle Pitts because, not because John Newsmith is this world-beating talent, not because he's a former successful perennial tight end one, no, but because Arthur Smith had a hard time getting Kyle Pitts the ball when there was no other tight end. The name you just mentioned, I can't even remember who it was. That's how little, how irrelevant he is. And now they bring in a guy that he's familiar with, a guy that, believe it or not, faith or whatever you believe, you know, John Smith looked good in the Titans and got a whole lot of money from the Patriots because of what Arthur Smith was able to do as the offensive corner and John Smith. Not good for Kyle Pitts. Is it going to kill his value? No. But if you're expecting this breakout season, he's always going to become the tight end one on the, on the year. Pump the brakes. I don't think it's happening yet. And keeps him in that tier two of tight end no matter what. Good news, Carolina Panthers just signed, re-signed center Bradley Bozeman. So the one hole on their offensive line, they replaced with the stud they had last year. C.J. Stroud, he's looking good. Mm-hmm. A couple other notes from the offense here today. Craig Reynolds back with the Detroit Lions. Currently, RB2 on the roster. Justin Jackson's a free agent. Jamal Williams, a free agent. Jamal Williams, apparently he's getting some love from the Bills, from mm-hmm. the Bengals, from a couple teams out there. Listen, that speech he gave in hard knocks. Fantastic. And if I'm a contender, I want that guy on my roster. Point blank, period. Speaking of Sean Payton, we going to see a notable free agent running back go to Denver? I think so. They just cut Chase Edmonds. They need somebody there. It's either going to be that or worse, if you're a Javante Williams uh, owner in fantasy, someone in the draft. We don't know. If you're if you're a Javante guy, you don't want to see Sean Payton hand select a young guy in the draft. A veteran route would be better for Javante's value, but no question. Denver will be bringing in bodies at running back, maybe even more than one. Return of Latavius Murray would be the perfect thing for Javante Williams. Gotta love him. I've had this response a lot. Hard buying into Jonu hurting Pitt snaps. Jonu couldn't put snap or hurt Henry snaps Pitts over Henry. I agree, but people keep ignoring the fact that Parker Hesse was yes. seed, was taking snaps the name. away the name from Kyle said. Pitts. Parker exactly. Hesse took snaps from Kyle Pitts. That matters. Jonu Smith, a lot better than Parker Hesse. This is just who Arthur Smith is. A hundred percent. And listen, he did. it wasn't that he didn't get 
snaps over Henry because they chose one. They brought them both in on this in the same free agent class, gave them both a bunch of money. The expectation was two tight end sets, two guys on the field, using them both quite frequently. John Smith couldn't grasp the playbook, couldn't get in the coach's good graces, whatever it was. That's why he didn't get playing time. But he, like I said, he goes back to a familiar situation, back to a familiar coach in another horrible hurdle in front of the Kyle Pitts full breakout campaign. He's still going to be a tight end too. Don't get me wrong, but the full breakout, he's not going to become Mark Andrews. He's not going to become Travis Kelsey. Jack, you put on 40 pounds of muscle. You could be a tight end too in this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it's not, it's not great. And let's let's also not forget Desmond Ritter is their QB one. We don't know who their QB will be. So is he going to support Drake London? And then, a full Kyle Pitts if he's not getting the full, you know, massive snap share. Again, temper your expectation on Pitts in 2023 as of right now. I would like to say, with me being a tight end one, I did average 17 yards per reception as a tight end in high school. Right. Only had one reception. It was 17 yards. But still, I, I counted as a blocking That's tight end. Not your fault. That's not your fault. Your efficiency metrics through the roof. What those underlying metrics tell me is that you should have got more volume. Yeah, I was a blocking tight end. We ran the double wing offense. I mean, I can't help it. It was it was a system. I'm a I, the system didn't highlight my skills, but you don't <laughs> need a system to highlight Javon Hargrave's skills. But the 49ers sure have one. He's going to be rushing with Nick Bosa, Arik Armstead. Oh my God, the 49ers, the rich get richer. They just keep adding strength on strength on strength. What a signing! I was not expecting them to make such a splash on a guy like Javon Hargraves, but he was dynamite in Philadelphia. And like you said, he's going to go and just clog the middle and then let Nick Bosa wreak havoc. Great signing. Love it. Absolutely love it. Bunch of defensive line signings. They're, they're beefing up on both sides of the ball. Saints lose both defensive tackles. David on Yamada to the Falcons, shy Tuttle to the Panthers, mm-hmm. Texans investing, or sorry, the yeah, the Texans invested a little bit. The Rams, or the Browns, sorry, Ogbo Okoronkwo, he signs with the Browns. Rakeem Nunez Rochez to the Giants. Calais Campbell got cut, though. That one was curious to me. It's the, if, you're, if you can read the tea leaves, are we starting to see a little bit of Ravens are, are about to be rebuilding? Yep. Are they about to say, you know what? We've kind of lost this uphill battle with Lamar. Let him get his offer sheet. Let him go. Let us tank. And let's, let's, if we suck this year, Caleb Williams, Drake May, staring us right in the face. Yeah, I think, I think that this is one of those years. This is the Andrew Luck RG3 year where anything's on the table for tanking. All of it's available. I I think they're really going to roll out the year with Tyler Huntley at quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson on his way out. It's certainly possible. I mean, a guy like Clayus Campbell, who's been, not only a, a good player for them, but like a, a mainstay in their, on their team to cut him and not restructure kind of tells you what direction they're thinking about. Especially when they come back with the, well, we're open to him returning. No, no, no. You burned that bridge. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, just let's go spit in this veteran's face and just hope he comes back. All right. Yeah. That's going to work. He didn't take the pay cut you offered him. Now he's going to take the pay cut. You're probably going to give him even less of a, offer when he comes crawling back no that's not gonna happen right it's over a couple of final moves we got a bunch of going on in the secondary lions signed cam sutton steelers signed patrick peterson 
Patriots bring back Jonathan Jones and the Bengals lose both of their starting safeties. Jesse Bates heads over to the Falcons. That's going to be a dominant defense. Yep. And then Vaughn Bell heads to the Panthers as well. And the Eagles, the Eagles lose Marcus Epps to the Raiders and they're probably losing Chauncey Gardner Johnson too. Eagles, they uh they are really going to be relying. I I mean, I thought they were going to be using one of these luxury picks I called them in the past for Bijan Robinson. Now they're saying, "Well, we have these two first round picks." We're going to obviously going to have to spend on our defense because we are losing everybody. Yeah. Lost Javon Hargrave, lost yep. Marcus Epps, about to lose CJ Gardner Johnson, probably losing James Bradbury, lost TJ Edwards, the inside linebacker. Yep. Letting Darius Slay seek a trade. People are capitalizing. It's the, it's the curse of the Super Bowl. It's people want to overpay for Super Bowl for championship type mm-hmm. players. Am I right? It's a hundred percent true. They don't call it the Super Bowl runner-up hangover for no reason. Final question before we get you out of here. What was the best move of the day? This, believe it or not, I think the best move of today was Mike White for the for the Miami Dolphins. I think that was an absolute next level move. I think in a competitive division like the NFC East will be, you gotta get that guy on your team. 